0: Have you ever tried to set a boundary with someone and had it blow up in your face? I know I have, and so has the person who sent in the question that inspired today's episode. So listen in because I'm going to be helping you to make sense of and recovering from boundary backlash you are listening to is it me or is it them and this is a podcast for those of us who want to take responsibility for our half of our relationships and how we show up in our lives but are tired of trying to clean up the mess on other people's side of the yard this is for you if you want to be able to set boundaries without feeling like you're bulldozing anyone and who want harmony and closeness but are tired of sacrificing yourself to get it We're going to be talking about showing up and speaking up with more kindness, confidence, and courage in your lives, in your relationships, and in the moments of conflict and connection, whether you're talking to the ones that you love or dealing with the ones who are driving you crazy. I'm April Boyd, and I'm a psychotherapist and coach, and this episode is for you. If you've been wanting to set a boundary but are wanting to minimize some of the risks of that going badly or if you've set a boundary and experienced a really negative reaction from the person that was involved in that and are maybe looking at some ideas for how to move forward. So the person who sent in this question described a situation that they had with a family member, who the family member had been doing this thing that had been really bothering this person for a while. And finally, when she couldn't take it anymore, she had hit her limit. She spoke up. She told the person that this thing was really bothering her and it went badly. The other person ended up giving her the silent treatment and really disengaged and would no longer respond to her messages and left this person feeling really hurt and impacted by that negative experience. So I want to remind everyone listening that this is not intended to replace counseling or therapy. This is really just for educational purposes, as I share some ideas and questions for you to consider and see how this may be useful and pertain to your specific situation. But obviously I don't know all the details and this is not intended to replace actual specific individual one-to-one counseling. So here's the thing, I think that there is this myth that really drives me crazy in the self-help and therapy world that seems to say to us, if we set a boundary, that's all we need to do to be able to get on the right track in our relationship with somebody or move through a difficult situation. But... We've all had experiences that tell us that that is not guaranteed. We've all encountered, and I know I'm not alone on this, times where even when you've chosen your words really carefully, even when you've been really intentional and thoughtful about your approach, there's times when it goes sideways. Somebody might get really defensive or really angry or punish you, like giving you the silent treatment. And maybe you've now just been left with this uncomfortable and weird tension between the two of you. And oftentimes when this happens, when I'm speaking to the clients in my practice, what I notice is that there tends to be two main ways that people tend to deal with these situations. And I've certainly been on on both sides of this as well. So either we retreat we basically just disengage and we avoid the issue, even though it continues to kind of weigh on us and occupy some of our emotional energy and some of our brain space as it continues to weigh on us, but we basically just kind of avoid it and This can either create some long lasting tension or distance or just really hanging anxiety as this continues to occupy space in our life as this unresolved situation, which is especially painful when you're dealing with somebody that you actually care about or who's been a meaningful part of your life. The other way that I see people deal with this boundary backlash is to want to rush in to instantly fix it. So it's basically like the discomfort of having somebody be mad at you, having somebody be punishing you in some way or form is so uncomfortable. And we're so desperate to want to be understood, to want to be able to smooth things over that we may really rush in. And sometimes that might look like apologizing for things that actually don't warrant an apology, right? If you've just been trying to have a more open and direct conversation with somebody, I've seen people where they end up basically just taking it all back because they're in such a hurry to just get rid of this tension between them and the relationship that they kind of just own the whole problem and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I overreacted, that was a bad day, this and this other unrelated thing was bothering me. And It creates a really big disservice for both themselves and the relationship because you're basically telling the other person that this was not true, that this need that you had expressed was not actually a real need. And so now the person kind of is off the hook and they just continue on thinking that really the issue is solved when it's not solved at all. So here's some questions and some ideas that I want you to think about if you find yourself in this uncomfortable space of boundary backlash. So the first thing that I want you to do is take a moment of pause, slow down. Getting a bad reaction and having somebody be mad at us or upset with us can trigger a lot of shame, embarrassment, discomfort. Hurt and rejection, and we can start spinning and take action before we're actually clear on what our purpose is and the outcome that we're trying to create. So, the question that I really like to encourage people to get clear on before they move into action is what is the goal that you're trying to achieve here? What is the goal that you would like to see? happen. As long as you're not driving or you're in a situation where you're safe to take this moment of pause, get out a notebook and a piece of paper and write this out. What would you like to see happen? What is your goal? The other question is to really think about where this person is in your life. Is this a person that you basically have to maintain connection with? let's say, you know, it's a working relationship or it's a family relationship that does not feel optional to you. This is really a person that you're tied with. Just get really clear on the fact that even though this might be uncomfortable, there is an opportunity that if we don't rush in to smooth things over and we move in instead with a clear goal and a clear intention There's a really incredible opportunity to do some repair work, to smooth over the conflict and relationship, yes, but also still stand true to this change that you've quite possibly been really needing and longing for for a very long time. So the other question that I want you to think about is, what is your 50% of this equation. So I think that there's always an opportunity to kind of split uncomfortable relationship dynamics into two parts. So one is the 50% of it that really belongs to them. And the other 50% is really what is on our side of the yard. So is there some lessons and some information that you can mine for in this that would be Beneficial for you to take out and apply the next time that you need to set a boundary. So, for instance, when you set the boundary, did you wait too long to set it? And therefore, maybe it came across in a way that either was explosive or heated or just emotionally charged. And notice that so much of our communication is actually nonverbal. So even though we might be choosing our words, speaking calmly, being full control of our presentation, people are often picking up on the emotional undertones. So people might be reacting to an intensity of anger that you're clearly feeling, but not really claiming in that dynamic. So the other 50% of this is to maybe consider and try to be a little bit generous and gracious of what the other person's possible 50% could be. So obviously our goal here is not to mind read, but it's sometimes helpful to just start to explore what might be happening for them. So Oftentimes our shame makes it so hard to explore and separate the two parts of these 50% because it's like we can get triggered and fall into these trap doors where we're either oscillating between a place of self attack and feeling so much shame and so much guilt around, you know, what we said that we didn't like or how we could have done something differently. And then we kind of ping pong over to this place of armored up attack where we just replay and remind ourselves about how our anger is so justified and everything is this other person's fault. But when we start to just kind of break this down, on our 50% of this, could we have been a little more clear? Could we have been more gentle? Could we have intervened earlier? Because when we look at their 50%, It's very possible that the message was not actually received by that person. The message that you were trying to convey was possibly lost and really misinterpreted and confused. Now, when we think about it this way, if this person has done the same thing that bothered you 999 times And all of those times you ultimately acted like it was fine. It went by without a consequence 99, 999 times. And all of a sudden on the thousandth time we lose it or we speak up about something. There's a really good chance that the person is not really going to associate your reaction on their behavior because they always do this. And you're fine with it. So it's very possible that the other person is quite confused and not really sure and possibly dismissive and maybe feel like they've been unjustly attacked or had you taken something out on them. Now, obviously, the more helpful (laughs) response would be for them to circle back and say to you, hey, help me understand what just happened here But in times when we're dealing with somebody that maybe does not have the emotional maturity or the skill to be able to really do conflict repair, we may be left holding the bag our own selves, which is not pleasant, but often is just the reality of the situation. So this is where we go back to our goal of what would you like to see happen here? And When we're thinking about that question, I want us to be really realistic, right? Based on what you know about this person, both what's great about them and where maybe some of their limitations or blind spots might be, and you look at how they interact with often their other relationships, do you see them really demonstrating this capacity to meet you at the level that you're wanting them to meet them at? Because often we kind of engage in this fantasy where we want people to change who they are to better meet our needs. And those needs might be completely valid. I want someone to be more considerate with my emotions, I want someone to be able to connect with me in more of a genuine way, I want someone to be more respectful of our time or our workload or you know whatever that reality is that you're dealing with in your life that this conflict has you know bumped into. So when we look at this, we can start to kind of adjust the fantasy of this person having a really big aha moment which may happen, <laughs> but if we just check in about what is a realistic goal, it might look more like managing your expectations. And having to continue to take responsibility for setting that boundary and being the one to protect it instead of giving away our power for somebody expecting them to have a light bulb moment where all of a sudden they totally get it and all of their own issues are kind of cured in this moment and don't show up again. So the other question that I want you to think about is, are you trying to be in control of their reaction? So here's the thing. I can be responsible for the words that I say, but I cannot take responsibility for how somebody hears them. And I think we've all been in this situation where really we've said something, but that has not been the thing that somebody hears, right? What they hear is a very different meaning or a very different interpretation. And so sometimes it's helpful to remind yourself or it's helpful for me at times to remind myself as well, not to continue to try to explain myself to somebody who seems to be intent on misunderstanding you. So notice if somebody is really blocking your attempts to repair, if they're blocking your attempts to connection. And I think that there's times where even though it's uncomfortable, we have to kind of release somebody to be their own adult and choose our own reaction. One of the rules that I love to keep in mind with boundary setting is that we have to kind of be prepared for the fact that the other person might get angry or upset because we're challenging them. We're challenging maybe roles that we've held in their life for a very long time or roles or expectations that they have fulfilled or done for us, and all of a sudden we're disrupting that. And unfortunately, a lot of people that are not really committed to their own self-awareness or self-reflection can get really defensive and reactive. And so this is where we have to remember, they're really choosing and are responsible for their own behaviors and actions in those moments. We can only be responsible for that 50% of ours. So the next question is, is to really look at what is the opportunity here? So it can feel so uncomfortable to have this strain. But if we allow ourselves to slow down, get clear on what we not want, Check our expectations of what the other person or this relationship might be capable of and adjust our goals and next steps accordingly. It's possible that even though this is an uncomfortable rift, it is and still an important starting point for change. If we allow ourselves to move forward with kindness, but also a whole lot of kindness towards our own self a whole lot of self-compassion and also courage to maintain this position that your needs matter too. It can be so tempting to just take it all back and just, I hear people describe this idea sometimes of, okay, I'm just gonna take the high road. But living in a state of feeling resentful and frustrated frustrated and judgmental to somebody and really just biting our tongue with all of the things that we're thinking, it's not necessarily the high road. It's just a way of avoiding conflict and a different kind of discomfort. So when we can start to engage with a bit more of what the reality is, which might be that you're upset and there's some repair work needed then we can start to really look at the relationship for what it is and not what we wish that it was. And I think one of the traps that a lot of people fall into is they look at other people's 50% of the relationship, other people's reactions, other people's limitations, other people's behaviors, as somehow being about a reflection of their own self. So if I was really important to this person, they would try harder to do this or this or this. And while there might be some circumstances where that is true, I think oftentimes what we're bumping into is other people's issues and limitations that have nothing to do with you. So when we can start to kind of release that part of it that does not belong to you, that is not about to you about you, that's not your fault, we can start to take responsibility for the pieces of our own growth. How would I word this differently next time? How would I approach this differently next time? Would I approach it earlier before this had become a hot topic or before I had sent really mixed messages of portraying that something was okay when really you were not okay with it? right? We can look at that piece of us that needs to change and grow, which we all have that learning curve. That's a lifelong process. And we can also meet people really where they're at without taking ownership for their own emotional reactions, which is actually just a really codependent dynamic, right? If this person is upset, I can't possibly be okay until I have soothed them and made them be okay again. Sometimes we have to be okay with some of that tension and ambiguity, right? So, my last question for you to think about is what do you need from the other person? And again, when you look at and just scan around for really their level of how they do all relationships, what do you need from the other person? So That is what I want you to think about. Make some notes on this. I'd love to hear what comes up for you. And if you found this useful, then please take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I would love for you to help me get this out into the world by sharing it with more people who may benefit from hearing this as well. And Our next group of Reset Our Mindset is going to be coming up in a few weeks in March. So that is an intimate small group gathering of women who want to talk about how we show up in our relationships, how we treat ourselves and the people around us, how we set boundaries and how we basically match up. Our environments and our relationships and our mindset for how we want to feel and experience our lives. So, that is going to be starting in March. You can email me or connect with me, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at withloveapril. That's going to be connected in the show notes here. And I can get you on the wait list to be the first to hear all the details and get all the information when that comes available. All right. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time.